Welcome back to the Successful Diligence Podcast. I am so grateful that you are back for another episode. Please do take note that all opinions and recommendations and encouragements that are shared on this podcast are my personal opinion or the opinion of the guests that I have on. It is not to be taken as medical or mental health advice. Please do consult your medical professional or your mental health professional with any questions or changes that you would like to make regarding your own personal situation. I wanted to make sure that you were aware of how valuable you are to us and me here at Successful Diligence as a listener of the podcast. It means so much that you allow me to provide value through the podcast and that you listen and you show up and you invest your time. It means the world to me and I so appreciate it. One way that you can show your appreciation for the podcast, if you've gotten any value from anything we've ever said um, in Sode, is you can support us financially so that we can continue to provide the value that you've come to know from the Successful Diligence podcast. And it can be literally less than a cup of coffee a day, 99 cents per month. That's less than a dollar per month, all the way up to five, ten dollars, however much you want to give. But as little as a dollar, less than a dollar, 99 cents, that would make such a difference to us. You can go to the show notes and you can click the link where listener support is highlighted. Um, There's different links in the show notes. Or you can go to anchor.fm backslash successful diligence backslash support and you can sign up there and literally it's one time per month 99 cents less than a cup of coffee and yet you would be having an impact on supporting this podcast to bring more value reach more people to have a greater impact in the world and we appreciate in advance any support that you're able to provide again anchor.fm slash successful diligence slash support or you can click the link in the show notes and show your support financially we appreciate it and we thank you in advance welcome back to the successful diligence podcast i am so excited that you're here i am super super looking forward to today's episode and conversation. I have a very special guest with me today. Her name is Bess McCarty, and she has decades of experience, wisdom, knowledge that we're going to try to compact into this episode, but I promise you, I've got some special, special bonuses um, to sort of capture all that we don't capture in today's episode. Bess is best known for her transformational body-mind coaching with soulful insight from the heart, including 
inner child work that solves quickly and directly to the missing need that people have. And she has helped hundreds of people, I would argue maybe thousands, especially women, break through fears and negative beliefs and change their lives. Plus, for over 10 years, she was the shrink of MLM and has run the only experiential school for network marketers in this profession, the MLM Millionaire Academy for millionaires and those that they train. She was an award-winning full-time network marketer for years as a single mom. Kudos to women. <laughs> now, she's not in a company now, and she is dedicated to her teaching and coaching, and she really feels like this is her calling. And as a body-mind therapist, minister, teacher, coach, in addition to other titles that I couldn't capture in this bio for over 30 years, she brings all of her talents and gifts together to help everyone that she works with. And she uses the body, mind, human technology, including her real conversations method, which we're going to talk a little bit about to help remove blocks to success. And she has helped people all over the world internationally, eliminate fears and constraints, gain confidence, posture and leadership so that they can live the life that they are meant to be living. And you all know, listeners, that is right up our alley. Bess, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michelle, so much for having me. And I need to appreciate you for having the courage to jump from emptiness to a life of purpose and service and to find the confidence, the momentum to get results and to help so many people as a result. Oh, thank and you so much. Invaluable. You know, today is the day I needed to hear that. So thank you. It's so funny. And listeners, I say this all the time. What you need is there if you open up and receive. So thank you so much for that, Bess. That was that was priceless for me. So for my listeners who have just heard about you through the bio are not familiar with your work, tell us a little bit about you, however you would like to, to sort of introduce us to you and how you came to where you are. Okay. Well, I could say that a lot of this started when I was a new mom and my son would wake up and nurse in the night, you know, and then he'd go back to sleep. And somehow I would be awake yet and I was feeling this deep heartbreaking loneliness. So I would cry, I was, just, I was just heartbroken. And my husband, he'd get up and he goes, well, what's wrong? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> Men love that. What's wrong with you? I don't know, you can't fix it because I can't tell you. <laughs> I was just heartbroken. And you know, and so he went back to bed and next night, same thing, next night he goes, you know, I can't keep doing it with you because I gotta go to work in the morning. And so then he left me and then I really felt abandoned and I, it was a feeling of abandonment and loneliness, you know, and later on, I asked my mom, I said, Hey mom, did you leave your babies? She had four. I was the oldest, you know, did you leave your babies to cry alone in the crib or anything? She was, Oh yeah, that's what you're taught to do. If the baby's not, you know, hungry or wet, then you don't spoil them. You just let them cry it out. And that's what my son was triggering in me that same age when I was left to cry it out alone and I was so lonely and how did what do you do with that you know that pain that came up that my son triggered in me wow yeah because your body holds on to that yeah it's, it's deep in our cells somehow the stuff that isn't healed that's why I became an inner child therapist but what happened was the pain got so great that one night 
I was scooped up in the arms of a big bosomy grandmother and rock in her arms. Maybe I surrendered, maybe I, the pain just wore me down or something, but I surrendered to this love that came in like a vision, like a feeling and held me and rocked me until I was at peace and healed. And I knew that I could come back here anytime that I wanted more of that. Wow. That, that really began the inner child work of knowing that there's pieces that we could carry forward from our childhood and that we can, there's always a solution for it. And it's always love, you know, in some form or other, it's love that we were missing. So I learned to oh, figure out what I was needing each time I was ever in pain or ever in distress. And to meet that need, because every problem is a sign of an unmet need. You know, if we have a problem, it's not that we're weird, we're bad, we're broken, we're unhelpable, we're different than everybody. Nobody else has this problem, just me, you know. Everybody else looks happy out there. They're doing great. They got the house and the family and the kids and, you know, the job and the lifestyle and everything. They're great. It's just me who's suffering. So I'm weird, I'm broken, I better, you know, just keep this to myself. Every problem is a sign of an unmet need. Yeah, all those labels that we put on things that really don't need to be put there and all the comparisons. I love what you said about how every pain slash problem issue thing that you're that you're working through has a solution. And that solution generally leads to love. And love is truth of the matter. And when we either are so exhausted that we're, we're beaten down into receiving, or when we surrender willingly, we're open to receiving that and that can help us to heal and move forward. I love that. Talk to me more about inner child work and how, like the practicality of it. How does that work? How do you access that peace, that love um, once you've had that experience? How does that actually work? Well, um, um, like you said, first we have to believe there's a solution and then we have to be willing to find it or accept it. And what we do is we just listen. We just find the unmet need because every problem is really the sign of an unmet need and every human need is valid, whether it's physical needs, emotional, mental, or spiritual. So every need is valid. And if we accept it's okay to need this and to give this to myself and physical needs could be, um, you know, the need for, for food, water, air, exercise, shelter, good sleep, security, safety, you know, in our homes or whatever. Emotional needs could be um, support, validation, social connection. Mental could be, I need to learn new things. I need to learn to solve new problems. I need to learn my brain. I need to, and spiritual could be, I need to contribute to life. I need to have a purpose to give. So we say, okay, I'm not feeling well today, I'm frustrated, I'm stuck. Is it physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual? And we see which one it is, it might be several. Maybe my blood sugar is low, I didn't get enough sleep last night, just need to take a nap. Maybe I need a hug. Maybe I need to validate myself and love my own inner child. Maybe I need connection with my higher power, divine connection. Um, so I see what, what's missing and I give that to myself. Sometimes we don't know what's missing because we're taught not to know our feelings and needs. When we were a kid, we might have heard, 
you don't need a hug. You just want attention. Stop crying. You've got nothing to cry about. You know, don't be angry. You don't need that toy. So our feelings connect us, help us to know our needs. But yeah. we're, we're told not to have either. Which is so invalidating. And I just, I, you know, I was struck by when you said that every need you have is valid. And I think honoring that and acknowledging that can be a first step because a lot of people miss that that minute belief. And, and you're right, it all the foundation is what you believe, right? Because what you believe is what is going to show up in your life and manifest. And when you believe that your that your needs are valid, then you can start to unpack the ones that are not met because, and I think that's, that can be challenging because sometimes it's scary, it's messy, it's hard. And especially if you're going back through childhood, there's shame, there's blame, there's judgment. You don't want to place judgment on others. I know for me, I had to do a lot of work around forgiving my mother for not being who I needed her to be, but then honoring her for who she is, because that's all she can be is who she is, right? She can only give what she has. So talk to me a little bit more about how you help people in the beginning process of even starting to acknowledge and validate that the need is there, it's unmet, you know, asking the different questions to get to there, and then working through that emotional piece. Because if you're by yourself, it can be a little bit challenging, I would imagine. So how, how do you help people sort of navigate those beginning phases? Oh, I love everything you just said. And okay, so um, four steps. Number one, we acknowledge that there's a problem instead mm -hmm. of barrier, right? Like um, I'm exhausted, but I'm not even going to let myself know I'm exhausted. I'm just going to keep working two jobs or whatever, you know? Okay, so um, so acknowledge that there's a need there instead of denying it. Number two, uh, tune into the emotions, like I'm angry or I'm um, I'm discouraged or I'm worried that I'm, my health is going to break or something. Um, or I'm angry uh, that I've been um, um, I'm angry at myself because I'm not delegating or letting other people I know I need help or whatever. So our anger can often help us tune into the need. And if we give that a voice, we would say, I'm angry because I want, I want time off. I want to be able to sleep. Um, I want to be able to take a walk in the woods. <laughs> I want some time to recharge, some, you know, not just work, work, work. So my need would be um, some recharge time, let's say. And how do I solve it? Now, now we go to the fourth step. So the first is the problem, second feeling, third step is the need, which is the most hidden one. Now we go to the fourth step. How can I meet that need in a valid way? Like one time I was getting so many referrals from a chiropractor for my healing work that um, I didn't have any time off. So I went to him and I said, um, I need some help with the referrals that you're giving me. We're gonna to have to get some more help in the office. And as soon as I decided that I was gonna to talk to him the next day, a shoulder pain that I had went away. It was a pain I had for two weeks on top of my shoulders, which is a burden we carry. Uh, being a body-mind psychologist, I know that every part of the body has a psychological correlation and means something. So as soon as I decided, committed to myself to talk to him and get help, the shoulder pain immediately left. I love that. And listeners, you must hit that rewind button, the 15 second, 30 second rewind button, because what Bess just shared is golden. And 
Oh my, that right there is a key to unlock a door. If you implement, I, I promise you, oh, that was golden. I'm going to, that is just, that's something to save right there. And I want to add, if I may, that when you are acknowledging your feelings, listeners tell the truth. It is okay to be angry or sad or whatever feeling comes up for you, even if it's conflicting and even if it's I'm grateful, but I'm angry or I'm sad, frustrated, but hopeful. You can hold more than one emotion and it's okay. I think sometimes we forget to give ourselves permission to tell the truth about how we really feel, especially when we're empathic or helpers. And Bess, I love what you just said about when you made the decision to get your need met, that the pain in your body went away. And that is just such a validation that you were doing the right thing. And I'm interested because I hold the stress and the, the pain in, my, in the bottom of my neck. What is that correlated with? <laughs> the neck is the um, direction that we turn. In other words, where we some people have a stiff neck, they can't have a 360 degree viewpoint. They're just fixed in one direction or locked into or attached to one view. Another thing the neck is, is it is a bridge or a talking communication between the head and the heart. So when there's a conflict, the head says, should do this and the heart says, but I wanna do this. So when there's a conflict, it can meet in the throat or in the neck. So you kind of have to see, well, what, would, which, what is it for me at this time? Oh, that, that um, explains so much for me. It would definitely be the head heart because sometimes I'll know what to do logically, rationally and what my responsibility is, but my heart is screaming for something different. And then navigating that once I make a decision, like you said, it does go away. Or if I recognize that my unmet need is physical, I haven't slept, I haven't eaten right, or I haven't given myself the supplements I need. Once I do that and, and implement self-care, it also decreases. So that is golden right there as well. I would love for you to share with us a little bit more about the body, mind, heart, soul connection, because I know that trauma is held. I'm, I'm a trauma uh, you know, expert. And so I know that trauma is held in the body, but talk to me more in terms of working with the inner child work and working through those unmet needs with the body connection and the mind and the soul and all of that. Okay, let's say that you, this really is fascinating, isn't it? Let's say you, you have a, a hurt low back, you know, your low back is hurt. The low back is about support because the lower spine supports the rest of the spine. Mm. And so am I supporting myself first of all? Do I feel connected with the divine support with life? Do I believe that life is here really supporting me, not just beating me down and giving me challenge after challenge, but that there's a gift in each challenge? Do I really believe that life is going to provide exactly what I need to meet every single challenge that it brings to me? And am I supporting myself? Am I taking care of my, my body, my emotions, my mental and my spiritual selves? You know, am I supporting myself? Am I being a good parent to my own inner child? And if we are standing with our pelvis tilted down to where there's too much curve in our low back, it creates pain. So what we want to do is lift with the front of our tummy, not in where we can't breathe, but lift it up toward the ceiling. It brings our pelvis level and lets us breathe more and we're supporting our innards with our front tummy muscles. So all of those body, mind, psychologically and taking care of those 
you know, all of my needs, physically, emotional, spiritual, mental, connecting with a higher power and standing properly, then that, that the low back pain should change or go away. And we'll be happier because we are taking self-responsibility. Oh, I love that. That is fascinating as well, because I know that the gut, um, and especially like in, in biblical times, when they talk about the soul and the gut area, that is where your soul energy, you know, flows, right? And we are all energy beings, and we all have spirit within us, which is energy. And, you know, when we talk about the heart, it's really your mind. And so when you just said that about the back support, and are you supporting yourself? Are you receiving the support you need from both others and the divine? I, God for me, however you believe. Um, oh, that's fascinating because, and, and while you were saying that I actually was changing my posture <laughs> and standing differently and I felt a difference. Um, that's so fascinating. And what a good indicator too, that if we're having low back pain during the day, let's say that we can take a moment and check in with ourselves and say, Hmm, is there something going on? Am I not feeling supported? What am I feeling to take that moment? I love, love that you are dropping golden wisdom nuggets here. Listeners, this is like, I'm, I'm, I'm just extremely grateful. Um, talk to me more about more of the work you do beyond the inner child work. What, what other strategies, techniques have you helped your clients move forward in confidence and, and to be able to achieve all that they want to in life? How, what other strategies do you use? Well, um, confidence is a big one uh, that so many people are, are um, looking for, especially women who have maybe said we're not as um, you know, equal to men. That's just a long history of subconscious stuff going on there. But um, less and less now, but still some of us are still working with that. I, I find myself too. So um, confidence and everybody wants more of that, you know. Um, I am, um, yeah. I'm, there, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a few tips, but let's start with the body mind since we've been talking about that. My first quick, instant, fun um, body mind tip for more confidence in one minute. This is really fun. Okay, so body mind says, you know, everybody, what you do with your body affects your mind and emotions and vice versa but does that mean you can get confidence through your body yes <laughs> really that's interesting <laughs> remember charlie brown did you ever see that comic that that the particular comic of charlie brown who's standing there with his head dropped down and he goes if you're gonna be depressed you have to stand like this because <laughs> end up right you just can't be properly depressed so if you're going to do depression right you got to stand with your head hanging down yeah in an eeyore position <laughs> if you, if you yeah. do any of the poo <laughs> so it's like that with confidence okay so um i'm gonna invite everybody to stand or sit like wonder woman if you're standing um let your feet be a little apart put your hands on your hips and don't you immediately feel more powerful and confident? Didn't your spine just straighten? Didn't your you just shoulders go back and your head lifts up? I love it. Immediately. Now, 
the reason for this is because we have made our body bigger. That's what animals do. This is like Wonder Woman or Superman, depending if you're man or woman. And, uh, you know, when animals are threatened, what they do is they make their body bigger. They arch their back or stick their tail up or, or their hair, you know, fluffed out or something like that. Makes their body bigger so they feel bigger and they feel more confident. You can do that, too. Even if you're speaking on stage and there's a lecture in there, you can put your arms out on it. Or you're, you know, sitting at a conference table. You can put your arm out, you know, and put it along the table there. Put your hand on the table and make your arms bigger. Or you can... Or you can even do this or, you know, you just make your body bigger in some way. It brings um, immediate confidence. Another thing that happens is we tend to breathe better. Mm. And as soon as we breathe, we are not stressed. It's just shown that you cannot breathe deeply and be stressed at the same time. So it's like an instant therapist. You don't have to make an appointment. So that's it. That's for relaxation. And but it's it free. Also- I love that. <laughs> free. Yeah, instant. Um, so that can bring confidence as well because you're um, uh, uh, breathing and relaxing in both those positions. So other ways that I help people, we take a look at what's missing. Like if someone um, says, well, um, um, I want more confidence or I'm scared to tackle a project. What if I fail? What if it's never, you know, we, so we take a look and we explore a little bit what's under that. Like for some people, What's under it? Well, it's never been done before, so I can't do it. Or I've never done it before. Mm. Therefore, future. So what I say is don't let your past define you. Or don't let history define what can be done. in the Because everything had a first time. Every invention, every new project had a first. Wasn't done before. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's what innovation is. I love that. I love that. Some people, so that would be a fear or negative or wrong belief, you know, and so some people have um, discouragement and then we'll, we'll talk about um, that some seeds fall on barren ground, you know, um, Richard Branson, half of his projects have failed, (laughs) but half of them succeeded. So we realized that we're going to the things we're going to do are going to be like seeds that fall on barren ground. Some are going to be eaten by the birds. Some are, you know, don't get enough rain and all that. But we keep sowing the seeds anyway. And let's not be discouraged. Remember cycles. You know, we need to remember cycles, I'll say. Um, that, that seasons, when it's winter, remember that we're always in motion and it's not going to be winter forever. It's not going to stay winter. And in fact, when things look dead in winter, or things dry up or look bad, like the, this coronavirus time could be a winter for many people and many businesses. But there's gonna be a spring cycle when things bloom and come back again. And even though the tree looks dead in winter, really what's happening invisibly and silently is the sap is rising through the middle of the tree to prepare the tree for the spring. I love that because everything does come to pass, but I love that image where the important, profound, strengthening core is happening in a hidden place where you can't see it. I love that. For me, that speaks such hope because, you know, this pandemic has been devastating for a lot of people. 
for me personally, it has been one of the best years of my life, I have to say. <laughs> so I'm filled with gratitude, but I recognize that it's not the same for other people. And, you know, I've had those dark winter seasons where you, you feel like nothing's happening, nothing's changing, things might even be getting darker or worse. But that image that Bess just shared with us listeners about the sap going through the tree to nourish and strengthen in the hidden season to then be able to produce the flourishment in the spring. I love that. Oh, that was just beautiful, Bess. <laughs> and guess what? That's necessary. Mm. Spring. <laughs> to rest, the tree needs to look dead or naked for the spring to happen, a new spring to happen. And every single test we go through, uh, without it, there's no testimony. Mm. There's no opportunity with that's not disguised as a challenge first, because we have to grow and change to have that opportunity come. And I love what you said earlier in our conversation where with every challenge, there is a gift hidden inside of it. And I love that because there, I think we overlook some of the gifts in the challenge, in the challenging season. And I, you know, we recognize it sometimes afterwards when we're looking back, hindsight is 2020, although that phrase may never have the same meaning again after this year. <laughs> but to, to recognize and to honor that gift of that challenge is a real strength. So, so listeners, if you're able to find any sort of gratitude in a dark season, give yourself credit for that because you're acknowledging the gift in the challenge and in that winter season. So that is just beautiful. That is beautiful. So Bess, I know we have so much more to talk about, but we're running out of time. So number one, I'm inviting you back so we can chat some more um, about more of what you do and, and the depth of it. But before we, we sort of move to the close, what else do you think is really important to, for the listeners to know about the mind-body connection and allowing, almost giving yourself permission to do that work of giving yourself what you need um, and being able to give yourself permission to move forward. Let's see, to give yourself permission. Um, kind of what we, what we mentioned, it takes love for ourselves to be able to do it. <laughs> um, if we don't, we won't uh, receive as you mentioned, we won't relax. We won't receive the answer that might come through our intuition. Sometimes it comes to another person, like um, seeking out the help of someone like you or me to help the person along, because you don't have to do it alone, you guys. But here's, here's my messages. There's a solution to every problem. <clears throat> it's always within reach. You don't have to do it alone. You can become a master problem solver if you just understand that all that all is all that's wrong is some there's a valid need that's that I'm that I need to find and meet that's all it can happen in minutes and just look to see if it's physical emotional spiritual mental I actually put these in a chart to help people and I um I, I offer these as a free free toolkit for people Oh, that's beautiful. So um, I will put a link in the show notes, of course. But how can people contact you, connect with you if they're like, I need more of this. This is resonating so strongly. I want to work with Bess. If they need to, to connect with you, how can they reach you? Where can they find you? Uh, my name, Bess McCarthy. 
com. And if you want those tools, put a slash real. I love it. I, I love to keep it easy. I do the same thing. Everything is just successful diligence. So I will put the link in the show notes, um, listeners, so you can click and go. Bess, you will come back, right? Because I know we have a lot more to talk about. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to that. Listeners, you got to tune in for another episode with Bess because she will be back. And as always, keep walking. Always, always keep walking. Never stop walking. Because if you continue to walk, you will reach your destiny. You will reach your destination. And on the journey, I always encourage you to always, always choose gratitude. Tickets are open and on sale for the Tap Into Your Personal Power One Day Conference. It's an all-day event. I will put the link in the show notes for you to check out where you can see the keynote speaker who you have heard before on the podcast, Tiffany Johnson from Australia. She survived the 1999 Swiss canyoning accident, and she is going to be speaking about finding the bravery within. We've got Joel Hawbaker, who you've heard multiple times on the podcast, talking about effective relationships by using universal principles of relationships. And then we've got Michelle Anhang, who you've also heard of the podcast multiple times, and she's going to be talking about the journey from shame to love. And yours truly will also be speaking on self-acceptance. And it's going to be an amazing day. There's going to be great things for you to take away and take home. And it is going to be just incredible. So check out the link in the show notes. Buy your ticket early. They're going to go fast. It's going to be an amazing date. Um, It's really, it's going to be powerful. It's going to be insightful. You're going to get tips and strategies and practical applications for things that you can do to really walk in power, walk in truth, and live a life that you know you want to be living. So I encourage you to check that out.